This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose. And now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, welcome to Dare to Find Your Voice. I am here with Cheryl Lightshoe today. She is the owner of Straight Talk Productions. So basically, she's a mentor, she's a guide, she's a connector, an influencer, and she helps women with their small businesses and, and coaches them to create successful businesses. Um, it says that many of her clients describe her as the Yoda for small women-owned businesses and solopreneurs, and I think that is so fun. I love Yoda. <laughs> and so I'm just like, ooh, that guru, that that wise, calm, gentle you know, leadership is a beautiful thing. Um, let's see. She said her own business she's had for over 25 years, and it's a pleasure for her. It's sustainable, and it, it's obviously growing. She says, though, my favorite part is that you've stumbled regrouped, learned, succeeded, and failed, which is awesome, but remained committed to being an entrepreneur. Failure, right, is only failure if we quit trying. Failure is actually learning, and it's amazing. Um, right now, Cheryl has her latest book called Straight Talk for Smart Business Women: Critical Tools to Build and Grow Your Business, and you can find that on Amazon. It's a checklist of key tools and actions to develop a successful, sustainable business, which is a beautiful thing. So many of us are becoming entrepreneurs, realizing the power of, you know, being in business for ourselves and being able to manage our time the way we, you know, desire to and need to, to live life to the fullest. So it's an amazing um, business, an amazing um, tool that you provide, Cheryl. So with that, is there anything you'd like to add? Oh, well, the one thing I'll add is I am not green. (laughs) Yes, I am a Yoda, but I am not green. Not green, probably more than two feet tall. (laughs) And and quite a bit more than two feet tall. (laughs) And female, yes. (laughs) And female. Yeah, and you know, I just, I am so appreciative to be on your podcast because I know the work you're doing in helping women find their voice. And I've done that both in my corporate consulting practice, which was uh, Light True Leadership Consulting, well, that's what I had for 25 years. But it's in the last five years that I've really wanted to reach out to other women-owned small businesses because I've been so blessed to be able to be that entrepreneur and have the flexibility and honor my values. And, you know, it worked. You know, I had women showing up saying, sure, it looks like something you're doing is working. You're still in business and you uh, you clearly have a lifestyle that you appreciate and want. And as, as you pointed out, it didn't come out come without a rocky journey, but I've always loved the value and the focus that I've been able to have by having my own business. That's amazing. And it's fun to, once you have experienced something and felt the the joy of pushing through and the freedom on the other side, it's, it's almost impossible to keep it to yourself. And so I, I love that you are, you know, passionate about sharing your journey with people just as I have with mine and, you know, finding your voice 
me to me means so much and it sounds to me like it, it means a similar thing just connecting to who you are connecting to your values your passion your purpose and then just allowing that to to create life in in a way that can't be beat otherwise right exactly and you know there is we are in a time when there is so much abundance and there's so much collaborative energy going on as you know as proof of the, our conversation today that it's such a different time than when I started my business and I realized that when I started my business there was nobody there to throw me out of hand nobody to give me a rope make an introduction help me kind of move through that next level because it was so competitive it was such a male energy happening at that time and now we're in, I just love that we are in this time when I can open my everything and i really do it's like there's nothing i'm completely transparent with people it's like what do you need I'll, i will if i have it in my toolbox uh, some people have also described me as mary poppins and that you know i show up with a bag mm -hmm. and i reach in and i grab out exactly what they need with that spoonful of sugar nice. and help the medicine go down um to really target in on what that woman needs to do so whether it's in the corporate world where i've been helping for a lot of years, women kind of find their voice and be that leader, or whether it's in the small business world of helping them do that as well. It's, uh, it's. I'm very blessed to be able to do that, as are you. Oh, that's so, I'm so excited to continue this conversation. You are for sure a pioneer, one that's paved the path and gotten rid of, all, of all, a lot of the obstacles, probably not all of them, because that's everybody's journey. Yeah. But you've made it a clear path and, and inviting other people to come, you know, see your view, which is amazing. Before I get into the nitty gritty of how you got started, you know, how you began to discover your own voice, I would like to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Sounds good. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Cheryl. So there's always a beginning. And I'm really curious. I'm curious with everybody. What is it? How is it that you came to discover what your passion is? And you know, this, this business that you've now created for over 28, 25 years, 28 years. How did you come to know what you wanted to do in the first place? Yeah, you know, that is such a great question. And it's so complicated, <laughs> or it can feel so complicated. But as I look back, uh, I think where I started was my husband was relocated and I couldn't, we worked for the same company. I couldn't keep working for him. So I was put at a spot of saying, well, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And I had small children. I, he was working a crazy job with crazy hours. So I knew that there were some things in order for me to honor my family values that I just needed to be mindful of. So probably like a lot of your listeners, I didn't have this epiphany about here's my purpose and direction. I just knew kind of a general area of what I wanted to target in on. And I really love developing people. You know, this was the early 80s. So coaching was not even a term on the radar screen uh, in small business, let alone in, a, in the corporate world. But that was the model I had. I, mean, I wanted to come back into businesses and help them 
figure out a different way of tapping into the strengths of people and helping them move forward. Um, so I, I started my business and I started putting my voice out there simply because I needed to figure out what I was going to do in, in my life. And then as I did that, as I had the courage to open that door and say, okay, I'm going to try this. I was, I, life experience brought me a lot clearer to what was my purpose and what was I passionate about. So a lot of times when I run into, whether it's small business women or people in corporate, I'll hear, how do I find my purpose? How do I find my passion? And I said, well, you start down a path that feels right and you let the path shape you because it's those life lessons that really, you know, as you said in my bio, you stumble, you fail, you move forward, you succeed, you stumble, you fail. And each of those pieces adds up to, to narrowing in on here's where I'm really, per my purpose and passion. You're smiling. I know, it's because <laughs> it's so, I love, I love how principles are, you know, you, you start with the principle that's truth and it, it looks different in everybody's life, but you can always whittle it down to basically what you just said. You know, one was that you started with your values. You didn't want to um, step outside of your values of family to create this business. And so you found a way or you, you didn't find it first, but you set on a path to discover yes. a way to keep your family values and continue working and do the things that you wanted to do. So, um, I'm just curious, did you already know, had you sat down and written a list of your core values? Like, did you know what your values were? Did you have to take time to figure that out? Or how did that look for you? Uh, no, I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> and again, these today we have so many more tools to do that. Right. There's books all over the place. Uh, what I, I, just, I just wrote down what I intuitively knew was that I love to help people. I, I appreciated my family. So I, I had to do some self-reflection to say, here's what I know is true for me. And so I'm going to craft something that is true for me um, and then see how things um, emerge. But it was more of a, a kind of a piecemeal along the, along the way of, you know, here's what I know is true. Family values were first. I mean, that, the, my kids, uh, they were... They were key to me, but I knew that I also needed, to, I was a better mom if I was uh, learning and growing and working and serving outside the home. So trying to find that balance between the two so that I could honor both sides of that equation. And trust me, I went one, one direction too far sometimes, the other direction too far sometimes. So just as balances, right, you have to kind of keep working to find that the, the balance and sometimes you tilt too far one way and or too far the other. But it, it was just really listening to myself and giving myself permission to do that. Keep in mind, there weren't a lot of people around to say you have permission to do that. Mm -hmm. But I, uh, and I'm, I'm married to a wonderful man who, um, he doesn't always understand what I'm up to, but he, uh, but he's, he, he says, yeah, yeah, keep doing that. Keep doing, you know, he's always supportive. So he, he gives me permission, even though he doesn't always understand. <laughs> Which is, is beautiful. And I suspect that part of the reason that he does that is because he trusts you because you trust yourself for you to be able to sit and introspectively you know, just know what was important and to trust that, you know, so many of us, I was at this point where I was, I had forgotten and I didn't dare 
go inside and, and go to those feelings of this is what lights me up. This is what makes me happy because for some reason I felt like I needed permission. Mm -hmm. When I yeah. learned to give myself permission and to learn to trust that intuitive part of me that I believe is it's our guiding light, right? It's called an emotional guidance system by Gabrielle Bernstein. And, you know, it has a lot of different terms. It's there, though, in all of us. It's that little light that tells us this, this, this is your passion. This is your heart. And you somehow, you know, I don't know if you had to arrive at that point or if it was just something that you never turned off, but you trusted yourself, which allows your husband to trust you. And then you went with that. And I love, I love everything about that. And I also love how you said, you know, you went from side to side and you'd bump into the walls. It reminds me of the operation game, you know, you stick the little tweezers and it, and yes. it beeps at you if you touch the sides. <laughs> but <laughs> I learned in a coaching certification course I took, because um, we're always like, we're, it's all about balance. We just need to balance life and da, da, da. And, and the coach was like, a seesaw or a teeter-totter, if all you did was balance, how boring would that be? She said, there's no such thing as balance, but it is about, you know, going back and forth and navigating the territory. We can't know if we're on the right course if we don't every once in a while bump into the wall and like, oh, okay, there's your boundary. Okay, you know, go a little bit more this way. So I just, I loved how you described all of that. That's so fantastic. Oh, I, and the, I love the, you have to bump into the wall. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes that wall for me was noise from other people. So judgments from other people. Um, and, you know, well, what are you doing? Um, and I, when I started my business, you apologized if you were a solopreneur working from your home because you weren't legit. Again, remember, it was a very male corporate uh, time. And um, and I, I had to turn that noise off and say, well, I can preach. I am big. You just don't know that. Yes. Awesome. Wow. And, and so I just didn't even let that noise distract me, but it's really hard. That's really hard when you're, you're trying to figure out your own path. And then there's all this noise saying, no, 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 you need to do this. You need to do that. And turning out that noise is a important part even today. It really is. I mean, that noise is so, it's really loud inside of all of us. Right. And we can learn to turn that noise down and listen to the, the true walls. If we, you know, by tapping in again, and that is one of the steps in my voice program. You know, first it's getting clear on your core values and really knowing who you are as a person on the value of who you are. And then being open to the opportunity, being open to take the first step and the second step and the next step. And the next one is intentional action, which always means stepping through a fear or stepping through those false walls. So how did you discover the difference between the walls that I can crash through and the walls that are just going to guide me back onto the right course? Do you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> I, some of it was trial and error. Some of it was, um, some of it was finding the false, the false wall and, and letting it guide me and then realizing, wow, this is taking me way off course. So again, it was that feeling that um, when I'm on the path, even though it was scary, even though it sometimes wasn't clear that, the, that I could trust the integrity of being there, but suddenly when you're off the path, there's just that ew feeling. <laughs> you know? yeah. I don't want to describe it other than the ew feeling. Like I wasn't joyful anymore. I didn't, uh, it felt like a burden. And it was, and that was always clues to me of, okay, it's coming too hard. It, when I'm on the right path, it comes easy, which as a high achiever, it should never be easy. You know, it sh I should be working hard. So, so that mind message of it's, this is too easy. But that was my clue that I was on the right path. And when it became the struggle, 
um, with myself and that uh, the emotional feelings that I would have. So your emotional guidance system that you, the term you used earlier, that was always the clue that I was not allowing myself to break through whatever blocks or barriers were happening for me. I love that. It's, um, you know, the game, I like metaphors, but the game where, um, what do they do? Like hot and cold, or, or you're listening to voices. And when the voices get louder, you know you're close. And when they get softer, yeah. you can't hear them anymore. You yeah. know, then you're like, oh, I'm too far away, and you come back. So yeah. I love that. And for me, um, one thing that I've learned, and it probably is similar, is that if it if it goes against my core values, I know that's a wall that I've bumped, you know, that's getting me back on course. If it doesn't go against my core values most of the time, it's resistance that actually is the answer to what I'm looking for. Like it's my next big step to take me where I want to go. So when I fight myself and like, it's to me, the ones that make my stomach twist, yes, those yes. are the biggest. I know now that's the one I'm going to go for, you know, the, yes. the little ones, they'll take care of themselves if I do the big ones, but it had, I had to start with the small steps at first, you know? See, I love that you are able to provide people with uh, the clarity of values up front, you know, and, and you know, that's why I say the, Somebody like you would have been perfect for me early in my in my search of what do I do next, um, but it just wasn't out there, you know. And so I had to discover it on my own, which is a longer learning curve than working with somebody like you who can speed up that learning curve, and then you've got that emotional guidance system, which is yeah. Again, like that's the beauty of pioneering, and you know, people looking for business tips instead of having to cut down all of the stuff you can just say hey this I promise this works better why don't we try this so it's it's a really good match and and that's part of the beauty I think all of us have this all human beings I believe have a desire to help other people mm -hmm. and and it's by doing that thing that lights us up that allows us to have something to offer you know sometimes you'll hear when we're standing on that first step and not knowing the next step and you know what is what do you want well, i just want to help people and that to me is froze it freezes us because there's no definition behind it and it's like so big that we don't even know where to start so by starting by connecting to myself and helping myself have that then i develop the skills and i truly can be a help to somebody because i've like you said i've learned learned it i've i've practiced it i've failed at it many times you know and gotten back up and then it just it provides more substance to share with somebody else. So I love collaboration. I love connection. And I love, I just love people. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun to be able to collaborate with people and to like share my gifts. And in return, I always get way more in return for what I give. So it's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. And, you know, so in my book, Straight Talk for Smart Business Women, it's based on uh, my own podcast, of two years of interviewing women on small businesses and hearing about their stories and what are the big lessons that they've had. And it fits so nicely with what we're talking about today because so many of them said my biggest lessons were that I needed to stay true to me. That when, uh, that, so exactly the conversation we're, we're having right now and that I needed to shut off some of that noise because I had to create it uniquely for me because that's the purpose that I was put here on this planet was to, to move forward with the gifts that I have. Um, nice. So in moving forward with those gifts, was there ever a time that you wanted to quit that it seems so hard? Maybe I should just step back and go get a job. Actually, I did do that. Um, so I spent 
17 months, four days, three hours and 26 minutes. <laughs> Down to the minute. <laughs> Had a job midway. So this was like early 2000. There was a, there was a huge recession going on. My business, you know, literally dried up. Uh, I had to pay bills there, you know, and I had some debt with my business and I said, okay, I'm done. I'm, you know, this is just too much of a slog. It was really a tough time trying to get business in the door. I'm just going to get a job. So I did a great job of selling myself into working with a consulting company. And uh, I was two days in and I knew this was the wrong move. This was absolutely the wrong move. But I knew I had to stick stick it out because uh, because of the recession and all the business stuff. And I tried my darndest, but I, I had a non-compete agreement that went in, in, in effect at 18 months. So mm-hmm. at 17 months, three days, <laughs> I gave my notice. And I said, and it was the best thing I did. And it was interesting because when I did, so this is a good example of going off course and then coming back. When I came back on course and I started contacting the people that I had done business with before, um, they literally said, oh, thank God you're back. Wow. We have been waiting for you. We weren't going to work with you when you were with that big consulting company. But now we have we have stuff for you. And that year, I did more business than I had, I had done all of the previous uh, 13 years before that. Uh, in that year of business. And it was truly a sign of not only me going back and honoring, but the universe and the people around me saying, thank God you're back on that path. So yeah, I have, uh, I, I did succumb to that. It's just time to get a job. Um, and sometimes I think you need to, I mean, I do say to small business women, sometimes you have to have enough money coming in the door to pay the bills. So getting a part-time job is not a bad thing. You know, doing something just to be able to to make sure that that money piece is met and you're not worried about that because that fear factor will get in the way of you moving forward as well. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but but don't don't compromise the values and the purpose that you're here for, which is what I did when I took that job for those months, hours, days, minutes. <laughs> I remember every little pain about it. Have you heard of Lisa Nichols? Oh, yes. yes. I love Lisa Nichols. I do, too. She's one of my mentors, and I, I love her. She In her book, Abundance Now, she talks about how her she looked at her job as funding her dream. Ah, and uh-huh. I love that because yeah, sometimes we do. In, in order to gain the capital, to have the capital to really pursue what it is that we want to do, we need, you know, that we sometimes need to take a job, we need to be able to earn money. And when we look at it as this isn't what I want to do, I'm not happy here, you know, it creates all kind of negative emotions, it sometimes makes us feel like we'll never have our dream. And really, there's a lot of, of power in being able to stay positive and to stay excited and to, you know, have that energy of positive emotion to move us forward. So she looked at it as funding her dream, and she would she would write that on the memo as she would deposit money into the bank. And she didn't even ever look at her balance. And one day she went in and had way more money than she had thought. But that's what kept her going. It kept her motivated to do that J-O-B every day. You know, a lot of people call it just over broke. And and yeah, I, I believe in the power of being in business for myself. And I don't discount the power of a job as well. And, and I just like that attitude. And it sounds like that's kind of the attitude that you took as you did that. You realized okay, this is not me. And if I stay here and, and stop dreaming, if I give up, that's one thing. 
but I'm fueling my dream by being here. And so it's all the way we look at things, right? The attitude that we have as we do do our stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's not black or white. Never. Yeah, it's not you, you You have a job or you're an entrepreneur. You know, it, it blends. It's just that whole balance thing, as we talked about in our life, that we have to create the life that we need. And that's many components that get, yeah. get fed into that. I love how you have that as an example. So um, let's pretend you were coaching me. And I know, you know, you. I want to show people how they can connect with you and, and to really find out how you can help them with their business. But just do you have a couple of tips that, that you offer that maybe you could just give us a couple of beginner points? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, so one of the things that I've been talking about lately, um, I've been on a couple speaking uh, stages, talking about the stages of your business. And, and there truly are different stages of your business and where you need to focus. And this is, so when, when we talk about there's a lot of noise that happens in our life that keeps us from our passion, there's also a lot of noise that happens in our business that keeps us from focusing and moving forward. So uh, the, the first stage I talk about is the tipping point. This is where you need to have enough information out there in the universe that people can start calling you. They know where, to, where you fit in their Rolodex. They know what it is that you do. And so sometimes with all the noise out there, you know, we get, oh, um, take this course and you'll make six-figure income by doing webinars, okay? Okay, that would be great. I've been there, I've done that. I didn't, I've never made six figures off of a webinar. I'm probably not following the directions the way I need to, but <laughs> but I spent one day I said, okay, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna spend five minutes on Facebook. I'm just gonna look at all the different things that get pitched my way. Um, how I'm gonna get rich quick. So all these magic bullets that come my way. And the, that is the that is the struggle, I think, for the for the person who's in the tipping point of their business, waiting, creating the tipping point of their business. You really need to get out there and do face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball conversations. And I have what's called the magic 120. This isn't even in my book, so I'm giving you stuff that's not even in my book. And you need to have 120 people that you have connected with, face eyeball-to-eyeball, face-to-face, that um, know can know about your business. They aren't all going to be clients of your business or customers of your business, but they need to know that when I hear somebody who needs this particular thing, this is you're the person I need to send them to. Nice. Um, so that's the tipping point. And then the next phase is once that phone starts ringing, uh, I call that riding the wave um, because now things are moving. Now it's time to raise your rates. And, and, I'll, and that's one of the things that we as women owned small businesses were terrible about asking for what we really deserve. And so I, um, I don't, I don't know if I can walk you through the tool exactly in a, in a podcast, but you really need to take a look at how many hours do you want to work? What are you charging? What's the income you made last year? What's the income you want to make next next year? How many hours do you want to work? And then you need to figure out how that impacts how much money you should be asking for. Um, because I'm guaranteeing you the majority of women-owned small businesses listening to this podcast are probably undercharging for what they deserve. To, to get, and as far, part of finding your voice, once you find your find your voice, I'm not saying triple what you're making. I'm not saying be outlandish, because I think that's some of the noise out there. You know, now you need to triple your rates, and you need to have high end packages. I tell you, most of my clients do not have not come from high end packages, but being able to honor the voice that I have and respect that also begins to attract more clients. 
And the first time that I did that, I was that I was told to do that. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose all this business. They're not going to, you know, I finally have gotten to the point where I'm making some money and you're telling me to raise my rates. I didn't raise it very much, but more business came in my door. Once I respected who I was and the voice that I had, others wanted to hear that voice as well. That's so amazing. those are two tips that are not in the book. Uh, they're not that are not in my book, but I think that they're critical things to understand. Yes, I hear huge value in both of the tips that you offered. And I love how it goes back to like when you said, my husband, trust me, he might not understand what it is that I want because you owned your value. And by charging what you're worth, again, you're showing people I own my value. I know yeah. that what I have to offer is valuable to you and it attracts the people who are looking, you know, for that value. So, wow, what a powerful statement. I really love that a lot. Mm -hmm. the, the final step in my program, it starts with value. It ends with expression, which is basically showing up as the person that you've discovered that you are. You know, if you discover who you are and you don't show up as that, if you find your voice and you don't speak it, it's not only almost pointless to have found it, but it actually can be more frustrating, more anxiety provoking and more depressing than not even knowing what your voice is in the first place. Because then again, you're going outside and living opposite of what you know. And I just am really... I'm really a fan of congruency within ourselves and in the way we show up in the world. So that right there, again, was a huge manifestation of that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I'm in the legacy stage of my business where I'm not, it's no longer about the money. It's no longer about, you know, creating the big, the next big million dollar business. It's about giving back. And I can do that because I've created the financial uh, foundation of all these years of being in business. And, um, and so now it really is about just supporting and growing other people. No big packages to sell, nothing, you know, no, no big uh, uh, lead magnet system for you to get into. It's just, it's the Yoda. You know, if, if you want my wisdom and I can be helpful with that, hey, I'm here. Um, but I'm off watching my grandchildren and uh, volunteering the community and raising money for the YMCA and serving on a, on a county board. And, you know, there's all kinds of fun things that I get to do now because I'm at a different stage of my life, but still mm -hmm. honoring my values so much as you said. Now I'm expressing it in a different way because I'm at a different point in my life. That's that's incredible, too. And again, it's, it's another illustration of a point we made earlier is that, you know, if you were just to have started without starting, but stayed on that beginning step and said, you know, I just want to give people my value without really discovering what that is. Like, would you be able to, you know, do the things that you're doing now to give back without the journey that you traveled and that creation of value, right? No. No, because I'd be worrying about money and I'd be worrying about, you know, who's liking what and who's not hiring me and who's who's competing with me. And, you know, I'd yeah. be worrying about things that are not saying focused and centered in me. Yeah. yeah, you'd be worrying and then probably, you know, maybe feeling even inauthentic because here I am saying that I, I am all that, but I haven't inside. I'm like, but I haven't ever proven it. So anyway, there's so much value in what you've shared with us today. I really appreciate it. So I have two more questions. The first one is how do people find you? How do they get in touch with Cheryl? Uh-huh. Well, uh, you can go to my website, straighttalkforsmartbusinesswomen.com. And on there, you can access the book. I have a, 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 a training academy, which is some online courses that people can take, very reasonably priced. Um, I have a podcast. You can listen to the podcast. Um, so that's how you find me, straighttalkforsmartbusinesswomen.com. And it's for F-O-R or for the number four? F-O-R. Okay. And your podcast is, uh, is linked on your website as well? Correct. Okay. 
Awesome. My final question is, and I ask this to all of my guests, I, like I said, I love people. I believe in connection and I also believe in the goodness of people. And sometimes that's drowned out by news and, you know, by brain chatter, all of that. So we can, we can live in a wonderful world and never know unless we start to share the good news. So from your current corner of the world, could you share a little bit of good news with us? Can it be my personal good news? It can be anything. Yes. Maybe a, you help so, a scout, help a lady across the street, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> so my biggest joy in my life is my grandchildren. And so for those of you listening who are grandmothers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you who are, are that's off in the distance, you have so much to look forward to. But yesterday after yesterday, my perfect day, I spent the morning on some business phone calls. And then my five-year-old grandson came over. I picked him up from preschool. He came over to my house and we sat on my deck and played Monopoly. And we laughed and we giggled and, you know, and he's learning to count. And, we're, but that, and then we had a popsicle together and it was like being a little kid again. And, you know, that's the joy to me of life is that we get to have those moments of bliss, those moments of just heartfelt joy that comes from just being present in the moment. And that's to me what kids do for me. My grandkids do. They just bring me right to the moment. What's can I be joyful about right now? Oh, I love that. Mine do the same for me. It just uh -huh. makes it, they help us remember the magic of life. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. And I just yeah. felt all the magic of that moment you shared with us. Thank you so much. I loved it. Every bit of it. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm so delighted to be here with you. Dare to find your voice. This is the EWN Podcast Network.